Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's a good one. This is Ozzy Brothers. We got work to do, people. We got some serious work to do. We got to do it quickly because time is wasting running away. So hope you like it. Let your man go ahead and work. Woman, go ahead and work and take care of business. 
because that's important. But when you get together, this is really important. I'm going to tell you something. Peaches and Herb did a song. It's called Reunited, and that really feels good when you get back together again. So let's try that. Oh! 
All right. One perfect thing. You know, we got work to do. You know, when you get back together, you get reunited. That's all right, too. And we do have calls on the line. Welcome, calls. I know you guys are out there. About 9 o'clock, we'll be in. We're just going to get a little music in, relaxation music, and get us ready for the show tonight on Joyce Hope. This is DJ Philly Joy on On Point Radio. And the next song we're going to hear is Ain't Nobody Gonna Love You Better Than Me. Happy time. Nobody, 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 baby, nobody. 
DJ Philly Joy on Point Radio on Joy's Hope tonight. We have our special guests getting ready to line up. Before they get started on the line, we have a great, great, ooh, some great guests that have decided to come on in to help us out tonight. We have Bonnie Paul Higgins on tonight. And we definitely have Janine uh, Mimosa on tonight. I can't wait to get our guests in. We're going to get them on soon. We're going to open the number here. Our callers are in and ready to go. And we're going to start our show off with our opening song on Joy's Hope tonight. On Point Radio, there's hope, people. We gotta have hope. So, uh, back when I had a little, I thought that I needed a lot. A little was overrated. But a lot was a little too complicated. See, zero didn't satisfy me. A million didn't make me happy. That's when I learned the lesson that it's all about your perception. Hey, are you a papa or a superstar? So you act, so you feel, so you are. It ain't about the size of your car. It's about the size of a taste in your heart. So it doesn't cost a thing to smile. Don't have to pay the last. You better thank God for that. There's hope. It doesn't cost a thing with mine. You don't have to pay the last. You better thank God for that. There's hope. In the back country of Brazil, I met a young brother that made me feel that I could accomplish anything. You see, just like me, he wanted to think he had no windows and no doors. He lived a simple life and was extremely poor. On top of all of that, he had no eyesight. That didn't keep him from seeing the light. He said, us alike in the USA. And all I did was complain. Living here is paradise. He taught me paradise. In your mind, you know that there's hope. It doesn't cost a thing to smile. You don't have to pay the last. Better thank God for that. There's hope. It doesn't cost a thing to smile. You don't have to pay the last. You better thank God for that. There's hope. Every time I turn on the TV, there's hope. Somebody's acting crazy, there's hope. Let it, it'll drive you crazy, there's hope. I'm taking back my power today, there's hope. Yeah, prices, they just keep on rising, Keep on life. We gotta keep what's surviving. Keep living our truth and do the best we can do. Cause that's all. It doesn't cost a thing to smile. You don't have to pay the last. You better thank God for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't cost a thing to smile. You don't have to pay the last. You better thank God for that. Hey, Stand up for your 
Welcome, welcome, welcome to the show tonight. This is DJ Philly Joy, and this is Joy's Hope Radio Show on On Point Radio tonight. And we have with us tonight a very special guest on tonight. We're going to talk some politics tonight, or just talk about some things that happen in the city that need to happen or happen all around the country, probably in different parts of the city, different primary elections, different elections for different offices, the mayor, the uh, councilman at large, the judges, there are different things and different offices that are very crucial to city operations every single day, people. So we need to be mindful of these things, get out and vote, do our part as well that we need to do. So talking politics tonight, tonight we have on the line, we have Obama Paul Hagans. He's going to say his name better than I say it. Maybe I might say it a little bit off, but he's going for um, councilman at large. And then we have, for the Court of Common Pleas, we have um, going for Judge Janine Momasso. And she's going to help me say her name better, too, if I didn't say it correctly as well. No intention of saying anybody's name wrong, but I practice, I'm sure. But bottom line is you need to know that her number is 22, the number is 58 on the polls. So next week is the election, the 21st, so next Tuesday. Get out there and vote, people. So as you find out more about these two candidates tonight, I hope that you're more aware, you're more educated, and, more, and, and you have an intelligent vote, and you're voting for those people that are for the people that are going to make some positive changes in the city of Philadelphia. Because they're in the city of Philadelphia, they're here, um, dear to my heart, it's where I live all my life, so therefore that's important to me. So I hope that when you guys get out and vote that you're nationwide, you get out and vote for those candidates that are important to you and your part of the country, which is important. All right? So let's talk politics. If you, if you had the chance to vote, if you know you are able to vote, if you're age 18 and above, and you got your uh, registration, everything in, you picked your party, whether it's Democratic or Republican, whatever your choices are, it is your obligation, importance to study the candidates that are out here for these different offices. And I hope that we're all doing that. Okay? Because of these two candidates, I had to do my education. But you know what? I'm going to let them get on. Um, uh, Paul, I'm not going to have my dear Janine get on first before you, if you don't mind. Janine, are you on the line? All right. Hey. Are you on the line? Hey, how are you? Hi. Good evening. I'm well. How are you, Joy, my lady? <laughs> welcome, welcome. Please tell everybody who you are. I like to say your name correctly and say who you are and your and what office you are running for. Sure. Good evening, everyone. My name is Janine Momasso. I am running for the judge for the Court of Common Pleas. My button number is 22 on the ballot. Catch 22, you know what to do. <laughs> I love it. I love it. She has a, her coin, her phrase, and she has it so you remember it. Catch 22, and you know what to do. Did I say it correctly? <laughs> All right. Yes, thank All you. Right. 
All right. I love it. Thank you for stopping passing. I know you have a busy schedule now, especially now because there's only one more, one week to go. And to take yes. some out your busy day, that's so, so awesome. I really appreciate that. Um, this, 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 first of all, this is the first question I want to really ask you. I'm going to get um, Paul on. What, what makes you really want to go for an office? What do you believe that you really can do to help make a change in the city, to do something different? Yes, the difference I want to make is, first of all, creating representation for our people that is so severely lacking. So right now, even though most of the people who go through the doors of the courthouse are black and brown people, because that's the majority of the citizens in the city, we don't have judges who look like us. We don't have judges who reflect our community, our culture, our values, our family structure, our mores. You know, we don't have people who um, can connect with us on that level. And these are the people who are deciding our freedom, deciding the custody of our children. They're deciding uh, if we're going to get support, child support, spousal support. You know, they're deciding property rights. It's very important that we have people who are able to relate to us, who has this much power. So that's the difference I, I want to bring. That's a, that's a big, big difference. Wow, that's a big, big difference. Now, I have you on, but I want to just um, welcome also our other candidate that's on the line too, and that's Obama, Paul Hagan. Welcome, welcome to the call. Hey, how you doing? That's Paul Hagan, 5'8", to make Philly great, 5'8". Love over here. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. You need some strong candidates on the line. They know what to say. <laughs> they got all their phrases. Thank you for coming on tonight. I appreciate you. I know you guys, like I said, are really busy um, just to get you on to, um, to, to just share with the uh, callers and the people that are on the Internet as well. Just what I started with, with um, Janine with. What makes you want to run for office? What changes do you think you can make in the city? Well, it's it's not a, necessarily about what change I can make. It's what changes I have been making. Um, wow. I've been reducing the, uh, the carbon footprint of the city for the last 10 years by recycling, and that has to do with the, with the planet that we're living on. So, you know, none of this stuff would be important if our planet is not intact, you know. And we have to be very mindful of what we're using and how we're using it and not to waste. So, for example, we waste about 50% of all energy. So from heating in our house, 50% of our bill is waste because most of us don't have our houses uh, efficiently uh, um, weatherproofed. We let Mm -hmm. energy just go out. I mean, you think about the fact that when most people brush their teeth, water is running down the sink while they're brushing their teeth. Mm-hmm. You don't know about those little things, but it's those little things that really make the big things. And it's the same thing in city government. There's a lot of waste, not just waste in terms of things, but wasted opportunities, wasted energy, wasted people. You know, one of the things I talked about tonight at a forum was the fact that Government waits for the people to go to them when they have problems. And, you know, most people are embarrassed. They don't want to go and admit that they have problems, but 
the government has the uh, the uh, the ability to identify people who need help. I mean, there's some people they've been doing business for ten years. They just never got a business license. You know, they didn't wow. do the right thing. So we should be identifying them and not punishing people. But that's just one of the one of the things that I I want to bring to the table. And I'm I'm that change candidate. I'm not a part of anybody's clique. You know, as a matter of fact, I know a, a lot of the the incumbents, and they act like they don't know me, you know, because I'm telling them what they're not doing. You look at the fact that over the last 40 years, there's been about 65% African-American black leadership in Philadelphia, and black people are at the bottom of almost every statistic you can name. So for me, I'm about putting black black people first. You know, not that I'm not going to represent the entire city, and there's a lot to be uh, represented, but we got to right. look out for the least of these, and black folks have been put on the back burner for too long. Wow. Well, that, that's, a, that's a whole mouthful, and I know that um, you are definitely for the people. You said about the, the carbon waste, and I know that's really important. Well, the waste that we have that makes everything, we have to reduce that. Um, this thing with the household situation, I know that, is that, that that's part of – what the council people at large vote for and what they do as far as like, the changes for weatherization, things like that in people's homes to help with the energy Well, in terms, of, in terms of funding, in terms of information, in terms of grants, you know, uh, we can't necessarily legislate everything, but we can, at least for me, there's not a lot of legislation that can be, you know, done to make people weatherize their, their homes, but once people are educated about you know, what, what they're doing. So I'll give you an example, like the wattage in terms of your light bulbs. So you know you have uh, light bulbs that are like $7, $8, right? Wow, yeah. And mm-hmm. the, then you have get from the dollar store, okay? And most people don't know what a watt is or what a watt hour is to understand that those high-priced bulbs will give you just as much light as the cheaper bulbs, but use less energy. You see, so many times, you know, people who are looked at as poor or may consider themselves as poor will just go and buy that $1 light bulb, not realizing that they're actually spending more money by using that cheap light bulb. They would have got 10, 20, 30 times the use from a $7 light bulb as opposed to that $1 light bulb because of the, the wattage that is being used. So when we don't understand the, the terms, then you know, we don't understand what we're doing, so we're wasting money. And then that goes into the education on my uh, platform where you know that six out of ten people who graduate from public high schools in Philadelphia can't read, write, or do math on a high school level. So how, how is that happening? How do we have all this money going into the school district but children are graduating and not, not being able to, um, to read right at the high level. So we need education reform. We need to make right. sure that children are reading on grade level by the fifth grade. There was a, um, uh, a resolution that was introduced by uh, Councilwoman Gim and Councilwoman Reynolds-Brown to uh, not suspend children under the fifth grade, and I think that's a no-brainer. But we should be making sure that our children can read, write, and do math on the grade level by the fifth grade as well. Yeah, that, that, is, that is a big deal because um, well, the disciplinary problems usually come from the home and different things like that, but then the kids come to school and they, they act out 
and that's usually trying to get to the bottom line what's going on instead of, instead of suspending the child, keep them at home and not learn anything. So I, I do understand that. Um, as far as, far as um, how that would work out with uh, the different offices, I'm going to talk to Janine real quick about one subject because I think that she has an important issue that she deals with as well. Let me get you right back on, okay? All right. Okay. So I have both of you guys in line at the same time. But, um, Janine, real quick, I'm going to get you on to ask you a question in reference to um, your office. Um, the importance of the judicial office that you're running for, um, for Court of Common Pleas, what does, that, what does that all affect as far as when you're getting for the vote? People that look like you and me, I said no, no effects as, as far as maybe the prison system is concerned and other things like that. What else does it affect? Um, just to be clear on your question, you're asking what does the Court of what Common your, Pleas do? Yeah, what yeah, what does it affect as far as the people in the city? Yeah, what does it do? That's a good that's a good way okay. to put it. Yeah. What does it do? Mm-hmm. I just want to make sure I'm sorry, I just mm-hmm. want to uh, make sure I understood. Um the best way for me to explain the Court of Common Pleas is explain it in comparison to municipal court. So we have two court systems in Philadelphia. Your municipal court is your lower level court. That's going to be traffic tickets, not moving violations. Um, if you are uh, misdemeanor crimes, so if you're facing incarceration of 23 months or less, that's going to be mm-hmm. your municipal court level. Common pleas is the higher level court. That's your more complex complicated matters. That encompasses basically every other court. So that's going to be your civil court down at City Hall when people file class action lawsuits or if you file, you know, oh. a lawsuit against your employer for discrimination. That's a civil suit, City Hall. That's okay. for the common mm-hmm. When you're talking about family court, divorce, custody, mm-hmm. support, also the juvenile side of family court, juvenile delinquency, DHS matters. That's Court of Common Pleas. And then finally, your criminal matters, your more complicated criminal matters. Um, that's going to be your Court of Common Pleas. So it's basically every other court, any kind of case of any, you know, significance is going to be in your Common Pleas Court. Okay. Now, how long have you been um, involved in the judicial system as far as um, your office as a lawyer and different things like that? How long have you been uh, in your field? Sure, I've been practicing for over 10 years. I graduated from Villanova Law School in 2007. So technically, this is my 12th year practicing, to be exact. Wow, okay. And you have your own, your own firm as well? Yes, I have my own law firm. I have um, office locations. My main office is in Philadelphia in the northeast section. I have an office in Southampton um, in Bucks County, and I have an office in Trenton, New Jersey. Wow, that's fantastic, fantastic. Okay, so then I get back to um, Paul on the line because he has to um, be off a little certain time. I'll get him a couple more questions for him, then I'll get you back on to Janine. Okay, is that okay? Sure, thank you. I may be going back and forth a little bit, but I want to make sure I get you guys on. <clears throat> so I want to ask you guys to answer this question, and um, Brother Paul, can you ask this question first? Um, why, why is it so important to vote? To you, I know that we have an election coming up, but some people still think it's not that important to vote. Why is it so important to vote? Obama. Well, I mean, for African Americans, you know, we always say that 
Um, our ancestors died for the right to vote, and uh, that's one reason why. But, you know, in general, this is how our system works. You know, we elect people to represent us and to represent our interests. And if you don't vote, uh, people say you don't count, but you do count. I mean, it's, you're, you're, you still have a right to use your government, but the more you're involved with it and the more you have to say about it, to me, it makes more sense. I, I'd rather have a say in my government than to uh, just let it just um, just happen. And the, the truth of the matter is that you know, people say that your vote don't count. Every vote counts. Uh, every voice counts. Um, I'm reminded of uh, Benjamin Lay, who was uh, a Quaker abolitionist. He was a dwarf back in the, um, the late 1700s, I believe. Uh, and it was during the time when the Quakers owned slaves. And he spoke out wow. against it. He went to the, the town halls, and he would bring uh, berry juice and throw it on Ben Franklin and all those cats and telling them that they got blood on their hands and calling them fakes and phonies and saying that they're, they're what kind of friends are they? You know, so when, when and then they, he got the Quakers to stop slavery, you know, so every wow. voice counts, every voice counts. And, um, you know, a single spark will ignite a, a prairie fire. So your voice matters, you, you know, uh, ask Jay-Z if, you know, uh, every person that buys one of his albums, it don't count towards him going gold. If he's at 499999, mm-hmm. he's still not gold until that next person buys, a, buys the album to make it 500000 So, I, you know, it, it counts. You need to have your voice heard and then participate in the process. Don't just vote, but go to city council meetings. See what type of bills and resolutions are being presented. And you have mm-hmm. the right to speak. You have three minutes at city council meetings every week to speak your opinion on the record to um, let them know how you feel about a particular bill. So, yeah, you got to get okay. involved and engaged in the first process is voting. Okay. So there is there are weekly city council meetings. You said you said it again. One more yep, time. every Thursday starting at 10 o'clock on the fourth floor. And, and it should every be packed. Thursday. And it's also, yeah, it's, and it's also on WURD radio. And it's also on, um, I think they live stream it. And then it's on YouTube after uh, the city council meeting is over. So you can go and review it and uh, find out exactly what's happening in your government. Wow. I know, that, I know that's very important. And then, Janine, I want to ask you the same question. Why um, is it so important to vote um, for, for our people um, as far as the judicial system is concerned, too, or just any, 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 just any vote? Janine, what do you think about that? Sure. Well, I definitely, um, as I state, when I'm going around meeting so many of our uh, you know, wonderful neighbors in all different in all areas and parts of the city, um, you know, people basically neglect uh, judicial races because, you know, most people just, they just don't know about the, the people who are running. They don't 
um, have as much opportunity to meet them, you know, unlike other races. And I'll talk, start all the way from the top. You know, people have been worried about 2020 and, and you know, Trump since 2016, right? I mean, people have been giving yes. up their eyes on that forever. And then we're looking at the mayor's race, and we're looking at um, uh, the city council. And basically what I tell people is this. All this energy and, 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 and money and emotions you're doing with these races, let's start from the top. The idea that you will ever be in a room with the president of the United States is none. Okay, the idea that you will ever even get the mayor on the phone to talk to you, I don't care who wins, the idea that you're going to call City Hall and say, hey, I'm going to talk to the mayor, and they say, yeah, sure, sure, Joy, yeah, here you go. That's not going to happen, okay? That's not going to happen. When you get to city council, I mean, they're, they're running 30 deep for at large and, you know, all the council races. When you get to there, yeah, these people are by nature of their job. They're more accessible. Sure, you can go. You should at least, in theory, uh, be able to go to your city councilman's office and, and sit down and speak with them or call them. Sure, but the idea that after you speak to your city council person, they're going to go back to this meeting, like he just told you on a Thursday, and they're going to draft and enact some kind of legislation that specifically is going to benefit you and your house is still none. But mm. the idea that you or someone you love will walk into a courthouse in their lifetime, what do you think the probability of that is? But yet the judges are the most neglected race. We're the ones, well, hopefully, God willing, I'll be a judge, but we're the ones who have the ability to change the entire formation, the entire trajectory of your individual family, your individual lives. Wow. So you want to ask how important is it? Why don't you ask the fact that across this oh. nation, we incarcerate black men five times more than their white counterparts. But right here in this in this city, in this state, we incarcerate black men eight times more than white people. Mm. And you tell me how important it is to vote the right judges in. Ooh. We don't have enough judges on the bench who even look like us. Yes. I don't know how else I can say it, Joy. You're fantastic. So you said it wonderfully. I mean, you said it very wonderfully and strong and passionately. Mm -hmm. Because you have, you have the numbers to go behind it. And I'm like, wow. Wow. So yeah. eight times more. That's a lot. And I we lead the nation. We lead the nation. Mm -hmm. The nation, I mean, the only, the nation incarcerates black men five times more. We take it upon ourselves to beat that number. I mean, it's ridiculous. We do it eight times more. We, in Philadelphia, we put um, uh, after people have, um, you know, finished their incarceration, so their probation and parole tails, is what they're called, the tail, yeah. and the supervised, you know, portion of your sentence, we lead the nation in having the longest proba probation and parole tails. So guess what that leads to? We have the highest recidivism rate because someone yeah. could be in jail for two years and they're on probation for 10. Who right. does that? That's right. That's right. Philadelphia. You wow, know. that's right. And that's black and brown men. That's black and brown men. Yes, I've I, I been awakened. I didn't know it was that. I know it was, I can see with my eyes the different things that are going on, but to hear the numbers mm -hmm. behind it, it's like a, mm -hmm. a big wow, a big wow. Mm -hmm. But we have our, mm -hmm. wow. 
We have our CEO on the line. He has some questions he wants to ask as well since we got you guys on here. Um, I'm going to – I'm not going to even worry about the music tonight because I think this conversation is so strong. I think we need to really get into the conversation. And once we kind of chill out a little bit, we'll go from there. Mr. On Point, you in the building? Peace, Tower, and blessings all. I'm definitely in the building. Um, I'm loving what I'm hearing. Peace and blessings to both Obana and uh, uh, Sister Janine as well. Um, I want to thank you all for coming on to our network and expressing yeah. your views on voting um, and the importance of such. Um, there's a couple comments that I have um, <clears throat> for both city council and judge representation. Um, one, I, I heard something interesting um, about not suspending children under fifth grade. Uh, I was a school teacher for 15 years for the school district of Philadelphia. I oppose that method um, because what happens is if you don't, and I hate to put it this way, but there's a reality to this. I don't talk theory. I talk logical and practical. I don't talk theory and hope. You know what I mean? Um, I talk reality. And when, as a teacher, you have fifth graders and fourth graders, um, even third graders misbehaving and doing certain things, when you, first of all, there's only so much punishment you can do in the school district of Philadelphia um, by law. Um, you can't make them write 100 times. There's certain things we used to do you can no longer do because it's called quote-unquote capital or corporal punishment. Um, so they kind of done the same thing as what DHS does, where you can't beat your child, or, or I don't want to use the word beat, but chastise your child by whipping or spanking as we were done, and it did a hell of a good for a lot of us. But you can't no longer do that. So what happens is when children see other children get away with it, it becomes a chain reaction. Sometimes you have to set that example depending upon what the, the infraction is. You know what I mean? But we, it, 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 the problem with that is we don't want them at home doing nothing, but at the same time, the school district don't hire enough people to have disciplinarians to give them an in-house suspension. You see what I'm saying? So teachers' hands are tied. And that's one of the reasons I took the, the early retirement and left in 2014, because the school district of Philadelphia is so screwed up. And I seen when Arlene Ackerman came in, um, and she got in all that money and all the school closing she was doing. I seen where it was heading. So I took that out before um, the others started coming in. Um, so as far as not suspending children in the fourth grade, third grade, all of that, I mean, I've seen things where children inappropriately touch children in kindergarten and second grade. How do you handle those situations? You know, the counselor can I'm, speak to them. You, you see I'm them glad saying? you asked that. The, the, the counselor can speak to them, you know what I mean? The parents going to act like they spoke to them, but nine times out of ten is an action that was a learned behavior that they've seen from the parent, you know what I mean? So how, what, what happens if that child is not um, reprimanded and then allowed, you know, to do that, and then others, you know, like I said, it becomes a chain reaction because what happens is, and I'm glad both of you are on the line because it's a pattern, and the pattern is, City council and whoever else write these laws up and they get passed, or these bills, I should say, and they get passed. And then what happens is when the children 
when we don't chastise the children or we don't discipline or suspend the children because schools want to get that AYT credit, you know what I mean, then they end up in Janine's court. You see what I'm saying? And some type of juvenile court. And now they're out of our, we can't do anything because now the court chastises them the way the court wants to. So even that's a chain of events. And, and, and I hear you, Ivana. I'm going to let you uh, get in in a second, but let me just make this one more point. Um, I find it ironic that, and this is what I call a setup, because I, too, don't belong to a political party. I'm, I'm, I'm uh, uh, what do they call it? Um, oh, man. What do they call it? I don't belong to the Democrat or Republican. Um, independent. Independent. Not independent. Not independent. Um another word they use for it but I, I get back to that but either way um because i don't belong well let me get here the setup is they have these meetings at 10 o'clock and say come in but let's be real a lot of us had nine to five so they know we're not going to make it to those meetings and this is where the setup is because i can't take off of work to come down there to a, a town meeting for city council because my job is on the line you know what I mean? So at this rate, that's the setup. They know what they're doing. You know what I mean? And so I he, speak this way. I, I speak this way because um, uh, I, I I stopped voting a couple years ago um, when I was told as a, a non oh man what do they call it? It'll come to me. But because I wasn't Democrat or Republican when when Hillary Clinton was running against Barack. I wasn't allowed to vote because I was, uh, I was uh, whatever that word is, it comes to me. But because I didn't belong to the Democratic Party, I couldn't vote, which is stupid to me. Because I don't belong to an individual party, should make me even more, make voting even more accessible for me to make that vote to who I want to represent the Democrats or whoever. You know what I mean? But because I'm not a part of that specific party or that gang, then I can't vote for the gang leader. That's how I look at it. You know what I mean? So, but make no mistake about it. Come next week, I will be in that vote, that booth, and I will be hitting 58, and I will be hitting 22. So just know I'm going to vote next week, but know where, where I stand and what my concerns are. Right. So let me, let me say one of the things that I want to do is um, – I want to have at least one council meeting in a, in a district a month. I want to bring council to the people and, and not, you know, expect the people to, you know, come to the, the government all the time. Um, in terms of the, uh, the suspension of the, of the children, we got to get it before, get to them before they get to the stage where they can be suspended. And that comes with having good teachers teachers that know how to communicate with, with the youth. And I believe that many of the teachers, for many different reasons, are not really able to reach the youth. And if they're teachers and they can't speak the, the, uh, the student's language, then how good are they as teachers? And so we have the home problems, okay? So we, we got, I mean, it's, it's a multitude of problems that have to be addressed. So we always say that it starts at home, but if there's no home, then what? There's, there's like a, a, a purgatory kind of situation where the children are. So we have all these uh, 
nonprofit organizations that profess to be about, you know, helping the youth and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So we have to hold them accountable, and we have to make sure that we're educating the youth and disciplining them and not necessarily hitting them, but disciplining them, which means to teach. And, I mean, so it's a, it's a, it's a lot of things that have to be done at the same time. But to suspend them, what are they going to be doing when they're suspended? But more importantly, let's make sure that the children understand why they're going to school, why they need an education. We need a, a change in the way that we're teaching our children today. That's why I call for a 21st century education system that includes science, technology, engineering, and math, and the arts. Um, there's no reason why the students shouldn't be able to bring their cell phones into the classroom. You know, there's different applications that can be used to, you know, to, um, to keep them off of certain, you know, uh, uh, sites during class. But that, it's an education tool. I'm running I'm – run, about 75% of my campaign off my cell phone. So there's a lot of things. And then there's, there's methods of making money off of your cell phone. And that ties into my economics uh, platform where we don't know how to use technology to make money. And we live in a, 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 big, uh, a big world, and most people are online, and there's a large percentage of people that are doing business online. So we need to teach our children, you know, effectively how to use technology to make a living. Wow. I can agree to that. I can agree to that. Um, the issue with that is, is that, and, and again, I'm speaking from being a teacher for 15 years with the school district, and I, I personally, not to toot my own horn, but I personally felt like I was a successful teacher. And, um, all, pretty much all of my students will tell you the same thing, and I've taught everything from K to uh, eight and even a couple years of high school. But the issue with, you know, cell phones in the schools became a security issue because what happens is I get in an argument with you at lunch. We're allowed to have our cell phones. Now you no, have only in all class, family. Only in class. Right, but even in class. Like, for instance, my daughter goes, to a school where they're allowed to use their cell phones in class because she goes to one of those schools where you make the grade, you don't have to wear the uniform, you have different privileges that other schools don't, right? But let's say you and I go to that school, we get in an argument. I'm in class because I'm allowed to use my phone. I'm heated. So now I'm texting my whole family, and at the end of school, my whole family is up there waiting for you. Now, this happens. This, this is real life stuff that I've seen happen in schools where you're not allowed to have cell phones. But, you know, as long as they're turned off, they're cool. But people are asked to go to the bathroom, and then they use the cell phones. Children are slick. You know what I'm saying? So I get why they're not allowed to. But here's the thing. You don't even need the cell phones to utilize access or learn how to use these access things. These things are also on tablets. Why not have tablets in all of the schools and all of the classes? Hey, well, same thing, suburbs. yeah. Absolutely, you know absolutely. Saying? Why not absolutely. have, um, you know, because if it's not personal, where it's on you personally and you can use it, but it's school-given, you know what I mean? Like we had laptops that went into the cabinet when they're, they're charged, and when we use them, we take them out, and when they're done, the students put them back in. 
that's fine. We can do the same thing with tablets. So I'm all for the technology thing. But it's definitely a security risk and factor in which we have to look at when it comes to allowing students to use cell phones. You know what I mean? Um, So what I do think, though, and I will say is having the, the, the metal detectors in our schools is a good and a bad because we see some students do get caught with guns and stuff like that. There's always a positive and negative of everything. But what I would like to see is the gates taken off the windows. I would like to see the gates taken off the doors. You see what I'm saying? Where it looks like a prison institution opposed to that school up in, in Copperhead over there in Jenkintown or wherever it is, Abington, you know, this a, a, a elementary school that looked like a college campus. It looked like community college or something, but there's no bars anywhere. But ours look like okay. old abandoned castles with gates on them, like they, you know, uh, 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 CSCI. But you, you know what, though? I'm going to say this, though. If you look at uh, Masterman, Masterman has gates and bars. It's the, it's, it's the um, mentality that is set, you know. It's the, it's the environment of learning that has to be set. And, you know, my, my, my twins went to Masterman, and I went to Dobbins. I taught at Dobbins. I, I'm, I'm around most of the inner-city schools every day or at least, you know, once a week. And it's a different mentality when you see the youth in the hood going to school and you see the youth going to Masterman. So we, it's a different mindset. So that, I don't think that has any, and they have um, metal detectors in there too. And I'm opposed to the metal detectors, you know, all the way around. But I don't think that has anything to do with it if we set a, uh, a, a, a mentality of learning and that, you know, school is cool and that we, you know, we have to worry about this competition that we're, we're in and not worrying about who's going to, you know, who's wearing this and who's wearing that. And it's just, it's going to take time, but it, it's, it's a mindset. Right. And 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 I want to I want to say this. First of all, shout out to DJ Philly Joy. Thank you, nonpartisan. That is what I'm an affiliation of. Nonpartisan voter. I don't belong to any of the the red or the blues. Um, so because I'm nonpartisan, I can't vote in the um, elections that are just for Democrats or just for Republicans, which is a joke to me because there aren't none for just independents. You know what I mean? Like, it's funny, it's like you're being almost forced to vote for one or the other. Um, and and as far as, and I also want to, if you don't mind, DJ Philly Joy, I want to just have a discussion, a brief discussion with um, um, uh, Sister Janine as well. And mm-hmm. I know you do have a caller, um, but I, and I'm going to be brief. But um, I want to say to Obana, um, I look forward to um, you coming in because, People out there may not know, um, but I remember you from back in the day um, when I was a rapper, and you did good work back then. You know what I mean? So it's always good to know someone who, who to have someone as a representative that you have a little knowledge of opposed to these people that you see on the commercials because they have boatloads of money and you have no idea of. They come into the hood to get your vote and come to your church to get your vote, and then once they got your vote, your church don't see them no more, your hood don't see them no more, and the whole nine. They get these black celebrities and athletes and everything else behind them, 
And then once that's done, the only benefit is for that black celebrity or um, athlete that need them when they need them. You know what I mean? It has nothing right. to do with the people. So um, I do personally encourage you um, as a city councilman to have your own city council hall, town hall meetings. Um, DJ Philly Joy and I um, started this thing where we had first time homeowner, um, home buyers workshop, and we have a, it's called a Back to Black movement, where we're trying to get the family to go back to how we used to be through, back to basics. you know, by a, back <laughs> to basics. Thank you. Thank this you. Back to back basics, movement. where we're trying to get the our people back to the old model of what we once were, because personally, I remember that saying, if it's broke, don't fix it. Well, it wasn't broke. Right. We, done, we did too much reinventing the wheel trying to fix something that's already been rolling. You know what I mean? Um, so in that situation, I encourage you, to, and, and not just have your own, but if you hear about something that's going on, go out to them. And Janine as well. Go out to them. Hear what the people have to say because this is what's missing, and this is why people don't take action and people don't vote, and people don't feel like they matter, because politicians, you only see them when it's voting time, when it's election time. Other than that, you don't see them and you don't hear them unless they're in the news for something. You know what I mean? So the people don't feel apart. And I say this all the time, and y'all may disagree with me, but and I say this on air, and I'm one who's a straight shooter, don't hold my tongue. This is a communist country. And I don't care what anyone says. When, when, when the government has the power to tell you what to do, when to do, how to do it, why to do it, and you don't have an alternative, that's communism. The same, very same thing they done war with other countries about, they are guilty of. So this is like a corporate communist country, and we need to turn that, and, I, and we need the people in place to do that. Um, Sister Janine, I, I, I want to ask you, because you um, are going for judge. You spoke on it not being a lot of judges of our kind, of our race um, and heritage and culture in those seats. But then what about the ones that are, like the, the judge that's, that, that did meet Mill wrong as she did? Now, he did his wrong, but she, in my opinion, abused her power on that bench to actually um, uh, mistreat her own. So what do you say, and, 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 and when you were on DJ Till's show uh, last week, I kind of alluded to this as well. What do you say to those judges who, like us, get in there and forget where they came from or get in there with some type of um, animosity towards our own and try and make some type of example of, you know, which is just as harsh as with the other man, would do to our brother man. What do you say to those people? Yes, yeah, thank you again for the question. And it is something that I do get asked a lot. Um, it's unfortunate. Um, there are judges out there. I don't know why her name, of course, I've said it so many times, her name is escaping me right now. But there's her and there's another judge whom is, oh, she had to be moved around multiple times. She was in family court. She had to move to criminal court. Believe now she moved to civil court because she um, is also um, not um, representing, you know, she's not re representing um, us well. She's not representing or um, what we would want in uh, someone um, in that kind of position of a judge. 
someone who we I would look to um, to be a um, how can I put it um, like the way I'm talking about like having an ear to hear us in ways that other you know people can't and able to see us in ways that other people can't you know as a black people you know there's like this string that connects us right like just eat no matter where you are you know if I say it's from the window you know y'all like to the wall like we just have a thing right <laughs> as, as people so we is just I just think it's cool that someone texted me Brinkley. Yes, that was Judge Brinkley who on Meeks Mills, Meeks Mills case. Thanks whoever just texted me that. <laughs> but um, but it's like I think it's an amazing, it's a powerful thing when someone can walk into a courtroom, and again, because if the person is is your you know uh, kinfolk, let's say. Not that that means you're going. You're not going, getting off, going free. Now, you know, you're not, and I'm saying laws don't apply to you, but it makes a difference when you have someone who can just relate to that string that goes through our culture, through your ethnicity, the way you're raised. You know, we can talk about, you know, um, getting to switch off the tree and just all that kind of stuff that you know we relate to. If you're a church, I'm a church girl, born and raised, so you know we do a lot of joking around church, black church culture that's unique to black worship, things like that. And when you have that kind of kinship, just when someone's listening to you and can nod their head like, yeah, mm-hmm, you know. It makes a difference when you're telling your story than when people are up there looking at you like you're crazy. Now, that's what I'm trying to bring. Now, what happens with, um, you know, these two particular judges I'm talking about, and frankly, I could, I could practically, not practically, I could add a third to it, um, another judge I'm thinking about, um, family court, who, you know, as you say, I love that term you used last week, almost seems to have kind of an animosity towards our own people. Those people hurt the most. You know, it's kind of like the difference between someone who treats you poorly versus someone who betrays you. And the difference is someone who betrays you is someone that you trusted and, you know, they stab you in the back because it was unsuspecting or they someone who stabs you in the back and, you know, you um, just thought um, more or different of your relationship. So those kind of things cut deeper. I'm not going to lie. They cut deeper for me. I'd rather have someone stand in front of me like like they do. I'm a lawyer. I'll stand up in court and start to my case, and, and a judge who isn't familiar with me looked at me on the record and said, are you a lawyer? But it's to me in front of a whole courtroom full of people. That was humiliating because the idea that this mm. black woman with this afro is talking to him shocked his entire consciousness, you know? So – those kind of moments, I'm like, this is why we need more representation on the bench because we need to not make someone like me and all of my brothers and sisters, we need not be an anomaly, that we're articulate and intelligent and we're black and we're talking in court. But unfortunately, a, a couple of us, as you said, a couple of us who make it to that, make it to that realm, and they end up um. not representing us, you know, I, I mean, all I can say is it hurts me. I know it hurts the community. I think a way to combat that is to definitely look at the people who are running. Like, for example, I can speak to myself. You can look at my track record. You can see I have been working for our community. And 
and for everyone. I mean, I work for the community, but I mean, I've been that. Um, I've been an activist for issues for marginalized people. I do pro bono work. I do what I call low bono work. I've been doing this for years when no one was looking. I was doing this before I thought about running for judge. I mean, it would I would find it hard to think that someone like me, when no one was looking, I naturally, you know, gave of myself, volunteer, give back, volunteer my expertise, volunteer my time, volunteer my resources. This is what I did for the community, and then I'm going to go get elected and then pretend I don't know y'all? Like, that doesn't make any sense. I've already done this. And I would think that perhaps if people looked a little deeper, which still requires looking deeper, <laughs> making sure you're picking judges, um, you know, who have that kind of track record, who have that kind of track record. I don't know how else you can combat that. Well, uh, um, DJ Philly Joy, I want to ask this last question, and I'm done. And I just okay. need both uh, candidates to answer if they will. Um, I, I, I once thought about running for city council, um, and a friend of mine told me I had to raise all this money before I could even get on a, on a, on, on a list or something. What are the, qualif the qualifications or prerequisites for running for city council, and what are the uh, ramifications or prerequisites for running for judge? You want to know what the uh, what, 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 what's needed in order to do it for people that may be interested in doing it? Well, I mean, you have to have a general knowledge of government. I, I would say you have to have a, a general organization skills. You have to definitely uh in my opinion care about people and uh want the best for people um you mentioned something about raising money um to run it 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 takes money to run or it takes people to help you to to compensate for the money that you don't have um Sponsors there's been many thing. people huh Sponsors type thing say that one more time like a sponsor type thing, sponsors? Well, well, you need people who donate to your campaign. And um, I've gotten some donations, some smaller donations, but I've used some non-traditional ways of, uh, of campaigning. Um, I mean, I won't say non-traditional, but lost ways. I've, I've been out day and night meeting individuals, you know, on the sub, on the L, uh, in the stop and goes, uh, at the gas station. Uh, because, you know, people who go in the stop and goes, they vote too. They just go to the stop and goes. Um, I, I talk to handicapped people, you know, disabled people, uh, police officers. I don't leave any stone un, unturned. So in my mind, if I can touch, you know, 50,000 people, I'm going to, you know, win one of those seats. And so my, my whole thing is we got to get into the communities. we got to talk to people find out what their problems are. And if you go to my uh, Facebook page, you know, I've been documenting uh, the campaign, particularly when, you know, people want to uh, talk about the problems in the city and what's good about the city, but it's mostly been about the problems. I had one guy who just said, look, what do you think you're going to do? You know, we have all our people up there and they kissing the white man's behind and black people are in the last of everything, you know, and it's just really, disheartening 
to hear people say that, but I, I tell them, look, you got to look at me and look at me and not look at them and, and look at my history and look at what I've done. And at least, like Donald Trump said, what do you really have to lose? I mean, you got all these people who's been in office promising all this and haven't done anything. And then you have me who has a 30-year record of being an activist, a teacher um, in the community, uh, publishing a hip-hop magazine that, you know, shed light on the youth and gave the youth a voice. So for me, I, this is the work I've always done. It's just a continuation. Same question for Sister Janine. Hello. Hi. Hello. Yes. Hi. Same Sorry, question. I couldn't tell if I was unmuted. So, um, yes, as far as um, it sounds like you were asking about the finance part. I mean, to be a judge, to, to run for judge, um, you just have to be a lawyer. Um, I'm going to take a step further and assume you'd, you'd, ha- you'd have to be in good standing with the bar. Um, that's it. Um, <laughs> the bar is pretty low as far as qualifications um, on that realm. Um, you have to be a lawyer and, I'm sure, good standing with the bar. Um, other than that, you were talking about the finances. The financing um, you know, requirements are pretty um, ridiculous and silly. It's actually very disheartening. It certainly weeds out actual, you know, getting to more qualified judges um, because big purses, um, you know, carry a lot of weight in this city um, um, as, 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 as well as, gosh, as well as, I'm trying to say, relationships. Who you know, who are, who are the people who make the wheels turn, who makes the machines run, who are the cogs, you know, it's all that stuff because that's why it's called politics. So all that's a part of it. But to tag on to what my brother said, you know, I have been able to thankfully and, and just thankfully through the goodness and the grace of God have been able to be surrounded by people who are not only influential and believe in me, but they were able to, um, as they say, have me work smarter and not harder, right? So instead of being someone who is uninformed and just kind of trying to throw money that one really doesn't have, you know, um, traditionally in any race, black candidates just don't have as much money as white candidates. That's just how it is. And you can figure that out for your own and why, right? So we don't have the kind of resources that white candidates do to just kind of throw around. So thankfully, I had very good counsel on saying, all right, well, but these are your resources. These are the key places that you need to spend. And, you know, that would be on, that would be on, you know, um, um, your uh, E-Day operations, as they call or get out the vote um, efforts, you know, Meeting people, as my brother said, yes, I don't care who you are. If you're walking past me on the street, I'm saying hi, you Philadelphia voter, and you get one of my cards. But at the end of the day, you know, spending your money on what is happening at the polls on that day, because people can like you all day long. If you don't have the teams in place in this city to make sure you're not getting cut 
off the ballot to make sure you are appearing on the ballot to make sure. I mean, it's crazy. The, the stories you hear are crazy. So thankfully, I was just counseled well that spending my resources on making sure on election day and leading up to it, people know my name. And when it's time to vote, people are able to vote for me because there's no shenanigans going on regarding me and my ballot position and things like that. Because, I mean, it sounds like movies, but you there are times when you can go to a polling place and someone's name doesn't even show up in the in your poll in your booth. It's happened. It's like, oh, what happened to that person? I mean, oh, mistake, mistake, you know, all kinds of stuff like that. So making sure your team's in place. If I had to give you some advice, brother, you're asking about running for office, making sure you spend money on your get out the vote and election day operations. That is where you get made or broken. Well, thank you both. I appreciate them both. I'm going to fall back from this listener. And I thank you again for coming to On Point Radio, and I will be out there to vote 22 and 58 next week. All right. All right. Thank you so much, All our right. CEO, thank Mr. You. On Point. Thank you so much. And I know, Mr. Bonner, you have to leave a little earlier, so I have a call. Maybe we have a question for you before we get you off the line. And Janine, can you hang around for a little bit longer? Get you okay. Oh, my. All, all, just, all right. Thank just you. Just a minute. Uh, all right. Welcome, caller. This is DJ Philly Joy. You're on the line with Obagna, um, running for councilman at large, and then we also have Janine running for uh, judge of the common pleas. Uh, who, who, who am I on the line with tonight? Hi. How you doing, DJ Philly Joy? This is Miss Tears Queen. Welcome um, with On Point Radio. How are y'all doing tonight? All right. Thank you for Great. calling in. I appreciate that. So you have two yeah, I've been listening to the show. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, I have my um my compliment and um um thoughts are to both of you all. You know, it's good and refreshing. I have a radio show here um, on Friday nights, the Portrait Palace. So I'm just sitting over here, been listening to you all for the past hour. Um, it's a lot of good information. Thanks. Uh, Joyce, for having them on. It's refreshing to see that, you know, any and all community service, um, we've been listening to how to get in position and having the right connections. Um, I heard Mr. On Point talk about the presence and interaction that's needed. I hope you all uh, do stay true to your mission and not just win, but be a voice for us, um, you know, in the balance in this crazy system of things, being in office is some form of power. I still do tell people and all my listeners that voting on a local basis is most important because we actually do still have control from city to city and what goes on within our cities with the people who we elect. So I want to thank you all for your movements and your concern and the information, and I really enjoy um, hearing you both tonight. No problem. Thank you. Wow. Thank you, Ms. Terry. And you all, all, you're welcome. And you all are in Philly. I'm in Kentucky, but when is the um, day of election to vote out there for people in the area or surrounding area? Next Tuesday. Uh, it's May 21st. 
Mm-hmm. May 21st, next Tuesday. All right. And it usually pulls open at 7 o'clock in the morning usually, and they don't close at like 8 o'clock at night. Is that this, that's the same right. as you go to your local local voting, voting place. It's not only just for city council, there's a mayor, there's a judge. There's also sometimes they add little different amendment things and stuff. you got to read. Just read. Don't rush in there and just push things and not know what you're doing. That's my advice to people. You have to take your time to read it before you go, and then know what you're doing when you get when you get there. Know what you're doing. That's what's important. So, I wanted to say thank you again, you guys, for coming on. And um, about you have the final words you want to give before you have to go off the line. Just, I know people. If you're online right now on air, just um, remember to go online. You could always Google. Um, I'll spell the name for you too, and about you want to give your information because they can go online. And I put on, um, we just Googled it on a couple times, different ways, and you can see all the different videos. But you want to give them all your information to be easier coming from you and more precise. Yeah, uh, if anybody wants to get in contact with me to volunteer, especially, uh, they can call me at four eight four five four zero five four three zero. Or they can go to my uh, Facebook page, Hagen's for Philly. Um, also, you know, I want to give a shout out to uh, Scoop Magazine, uh, Scoop Scoop Newspaper, Scoop USA. And ironically, uh, myself and and Janine, we we have uh, uh, ad, ad next to each other in this <laughs> in this uh, past issue. And I just thought it was ironic that we, you know, we were both booked to be on the on the show here. So I don't know what whether there's some synchronicity happening or or what. <laughs> that's that's on point for you, baby. That's on point for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, then also just just remember that five eight will make fully great. Five eight love over eight. I like that. Say that one, one more time. Five eight make Philly. Five eight. Yep, to make Philly great. Five eight love over hate. Love it. Love it. Love it. You got you got your campaign going, but I like how you're the street <laughs> you're the street candidate because you know, I told you I talked to my in our conversation that I see all the other candidates out there with all their their campaign issues, who they're being backed by online and everything as far as um on T V. Like you said, it takes it's money. It's money, you know, but I think that what you're doing, you're going for the people, and I think the people will hear what you're saying. And you've been proven to be out there for a long time with the Philly Green. They call you the Philly Green Man. And you're out there yep. with the people, promoting, getting jobs to the people as well, too, as well. So one more time, one more thing about the recycle. Um, is that strictly, um, I guess, regulated by the city? Well, different, uh, the city basically uh, just recycles plastic, paper, and uh, and glass, and it's certain right. types of plastics. And so, you know, one of my um, platforms is to create is to expand recycling, because ninety nine percent of whatever is purchased today will be thrown away in less than six months. That's everything. So the example mm-hmm. I always give is uh, vacuum cleaners, right? There's at least eight to 10,000 vacuum cleaners thrown away every day in Philadelphia. Ooh. And even if they're broken, they, they still have a value because they have a copper motor and copper wire. So each vacuum cleaner, even, though, even if it's broken, has a value of about a dollar 
dollar and fifty. That's like ten to fifteen thousand dollars worth of commodities that's sold on the stock exchange that's going to the landfill every day. There has wow. to be a way, and there is a way to capture that, to, to, to keep the commodities and to be able to produce jobs from that. And, to, uh, and with the plastics, you know, we can create manufacturing, uh, manufacturing plants to make things out of all the plastic. So the plastic is made into little pellets, right? And then you make forms. No way that the carbon. So you can make a form like a chair. And then you 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 can make things from all the plastics that's recycled. So it's just a lot that that needs to be expanded and looked at. I'm sorry, Obama. Um, There's background noise that's going on in the background. Um, We can hear my background. No, no, no. For those as, as female voices I'm hearing, if you can mute yourself, please. Thank you. Yeah, I'm going to get you back on, in. I apologize. Oh, yeah. Thanks. No problem. But, um, yeah, I was just saying that we need to expand recycling in the city and then also, you know, utilize the, the land. You know, Philadelphia has the largest land bank uh, in the nation, and we can use this land to grow food. Um, we can use cardboard, <laughs> coffee grinds, leaves, and worms and produce some of the best mushrooms that, that can be grown. You know, this is all from stuff that we just throw away. So we can create revenue and uh, jobs and keep, the, keep, keep Philly green and clean and create win-win-win situations. It doesn't always have to be a win-loss situation. Well, I'm I'm all, I'm all for that, and I think I'm I'm so happy about what you're doing now because that's the thing that could teach some young entrepreneurs to really um, to see what's out here as far as um, we have the, the different things with the homeless people and things like that. I know they're making different rules and different things. Project Home is getting involved with the city um, with doing homeless things like that. How does that um, affect your vote? Your vote as far as an office too, when you do you see those type of things, and how do you um, relate to the, the homeless uh, situation in the city? Well, you know what? It's so funny you ask. I'm getting ready. I, I, one of my offices, so to speak, is uh, Dunkin' Donuts at 16th in um, Washington, and many homeless people uh, hang out down there, and I, I've had the opportunity over the, you know, the last few months to talk to them. And, you know, people can become homeless Many different ways. One guy, he used to stay with his aunt. They had a fire. The aunt didn't have any insurance. Wow. Uh, Red Cross kept them for three weeks. They only keep you for three weeks. After three weeks, you're out. He was homeless. Wow. You see, so there's there's a lot of different, you know, situations that happen. And people are not just shiftless, not just lazy, but right. life happens. And just by being in the streets and talking to the people and finding out, you know, how how they've gotten into those situations, it's, it's amazing. And, you know, government can can intervene in a lot of these, these areas, but they have to want to. And uh, that's what my whole campaign is about. It's about taking care of the least of these, you know, stopping the war against the poor and identifying people who have just been left by the side that still have value. And and letting them know that they have value and showing them how they can um, exploit their value. Wow! So five yes, eight to make Philly really great. <laughs> and what else? Love over hate. <laughs> okay. Yep, love over hate. Right. That's right. <laughs> love over hate. That's awesome. And then Janine, 
Um, as far as different things in your campaign, as you're going through, um, you said it takes it takes money, but you've been very wise to utilize um, your resources. Um, well, you have resources, but I guess um, just different people that you've gotten in touch with. How does that? How does that? Um, let me see how, how I can say this with political, politically correct. Um, so sometimes you let certain people, people with money and things like that, you got to be very careful because they look for favors in return. Not that you're going to be doing that because you got to be very careful your office. So how do you let them know how, where you stand so they don't, they don't look for things in return when you do get into office? And then we had that big thing with the college thing going on back in, in the day. That just happened, matter of fact, yesterday. But um, how do you keep your, um, your pulse on honesty, integrity, with your office too as well. Yeah, sure. That's, the, a, um, that's a great qu- Oh, I'm sorry. That's, yeah, I hear you. Go ahead. Okay. That's a great question. Um, so there's actually laws in place um, to, uh, to address this. Um, first of all, I actually am not allowed to ask for money. That's against the law. I personally do oh. not ask for any contributions. So okay. any contributions to my campaign have to come from anyone but me. So therefore, I don't ask for money, and people don't. And I'm also not allowed to receive money. I don't ask for money, and I can't take money. So it's never that. It's always money has been donated to. I have a, a political action committee called Friends for Janine Mamasa. Uh, friends of Janine Mamaso, rather. So that's who collects the money, and there's a treasurer and all that kind of stuff. So there's, that's first of all. So no one gives me money. Awesome. I that. Awesome. Yeah, but second of all, um, you know, it's very clear from the beginning um, about, as far as donating to me, which is why, or to any judicial candidate, which is um, another reason why um, these are not candidates that have a lot of money. And I should say, you know, it's already, when I said before that, you know, black candidates typically, they just don't have as much money as white candidates. But when you are a judicial candidate, you are mm-hmm. even worse. And that's because unlike the mayor, city council, um, they don't have, um, they, I'm sorry, when people donate to them, they can donate to them special interests. And with. Can your phone just went off? Stop your donation. Mm-hmm. Ooh, hello? Say, say what you just said hello? again. I hear you. Yeah, I, I was you. saying that, okay, I was saying that unlike those other races, like the mayor and city council, things like that, they ask for donations because they can make you promises. You know, you want the soda mm. tax, you don't want the soda tax, you know, you, you want the tax abatement, you don't want the tax abatement, whatever it is, you let me know, you give me money, and I'm going to say whatever it is, you the position that you like. But as you mentioned, because I'm running for an office that requires my impartiality, mm-hmm. if you donate to me, I absolutely am precluded, unless I want to go to jail, um, to to give you any, you know, uh, favors or any return on your investment. That's why it's very difficult to raise money as a judicial candidate because people okay. basically have to give you money just because they like you because you're not getting anything back. And as I further explain, people don't think they realize to double down, not only can I not give you anything back if you give me money, but depending on the situation, you win the grand prize of 
if anything involving you happens to come across my desk, I may have to actually recuse myself. Right, right. I may not right. be able to do anything with you at all because of the appearance of impropriety. So when you are supporting a judicial candidate, you get the gift of being as far away from that person for the rest of their life <laughs> if they win. Wow. Because you can't, you know what I mean? So it's, it's, it's very difficult in that way. <laughs> wow. I have one last question. I'm going to put you guys together real quick on this one because it, did, you heard the case. I'm not sure if this, 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 ju- this judge, I'm not sure the name, but he was locking up all these juveniles, and they were going to the prison and to juvenile, but he was um, impartial. Um, so city council, can you now go in or judge go in and overturn these cases that he did? Would that be part of your assignment or a city council at large? Would that be part of the city council? How would that work out to get these no. people that were falsely put in um, jail, um, the juveniles that he did to put them in jail, back out of jail now and get them, um, I would say, now job training or some kind of entrepreneurship because they get them on their feet now. They've been in jail now because they, you know, of the prison to pipeline situation, however you want to call it, what you want to call it. I mean, school to prison pipeline. How would you guys well, work? What office? Okay, go ahead, Obama. We'll get you in. Well, that would be um, something that they would have to deal with. I could advocate for it. and uh, But one of the things I wanted to talk about in terms of the, the uh, judicial system is the uh, child support system. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I'm featured in a in a movie called Where's Daddy, which is a documentary about the dysfunctional child support system by Philadelphia uh, director uh, Rel Dowdell, and it's actually being featured. It was featured today uh, in the Philadelphia in the Philadelphia Independent Film Festival, and okay. so I don't know if if you know I I, I know Janice knows that um, that. You can a man, a father could go to jail for being in the rears of his child support five hundred dollars, and uh, and while he's in jail, his child support payments are still going on. Mm-hmm. You know, so those are some of the things that you know that's that's mentioned in that movie, and that legislation needs to be passed to make the situation right. You know, I mean, because it's doing nobody any good for the father to be in jail and then the, 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 the system to have to pay for him to be in jail and then his child support payments continue. Then he loses his job because he's in jail and it exactly. just makes it, you know, even even worse. So th- those are some of the things that I want to, you know, advocate for and push for um, uh, legislation for and to also educate fathers on what their responsibilities are and how, mm-hmm. like in my case, I didn't have to pay child support because I demanded half of the time with my children. So many times fathers Actually, accept, yeah. you know, every other weekend. And mm-hmm. and then they they have to pay child support because they, they got to do their part, their part. That's true. But if a father steps up to the plate, I don't even like using that term, step up to the plate, but if a father just, you know, was a father and demanded to spend 50% of the time, uh, you know, raising the, the, the child or the children, it would be better for everybody involved. And that's just like what I was saying earlier, 
to be able to create win-win-win situations. Right. So I'm so glad you mentioned that about the child support. Yeah, I lived I lived that with two situations in my life. Actually, my husband early on in our marriage that happened to him, so I had to pay to get him out. And then also a friend of ours was behind seven hundred dollars. He had had a good job working behind five hundred dollars in child support, seven hundred dollars in child, like you said, and he got locked up. He's like, this is the stupidest thing. Who thought of this? This is the worst thing in the whole world. Right. Why not just garnish the right. wages? <laughs> It's stupid. Now you don't have anything coming. Yeah, and you tie that in. Mhm. <laughs> you you could tie that in with you know producing violence. You know, I yeah. mean, you're you're angry. You work hard. You have to yes. pay all this money. Then you, I mean, it's just a lot that trickles down from things that you know. If you're not on the ground, you don't really understand how these these policies and this how certain legislation actually affect people. And then it just, yeah, a, you know, spirals out of control. It's out of control now. War, war on the poor is exactly what that is right there. Keeping families from being together and not being able to make amends because now you done lost your job over $500, $700. You had a job making 2000 You was behind, but now you lost your job altogether. So, I mean, that is the worst. Right. That was, that's the worst. I'm going to make that law, but it's the worst law that we allowed. Like he mentioned earlier about communism, that's the worst. That's the worst. I'm sorry. Keep your families apart. And... You know, the man not taking care of his family, keeping keep us from poverty, keeping a, keeping a good man down or a good woman because she might be paying child support. <laughs> okay, might be good. Yep, might go absolutely. Both, go yeah, both it happens ways. both ways. This, yep. this day and age. And uh, Janine, you have an answer for that one? I know you probably do. I'm sure you do. Yeah, yeah sure. Um, I was just, well, to your original question about the, um, uh, How, the, the, the judge, Claverly. Yeah. Clever. How would you help yeah. to get the people out well, of the system? I was just going to say again. I was going to say so. As a judge, I'm the kids. Um, I I can't I can't file motions. I can't do those things to petition to have things reviewed. That would have to come from the DA's office or ah. the um, or an attorney for on behalf of the. Uh, of the defendant, of the, uh, you know, if they had a public defender, the PD's office can make that move, or if they had a private, you know, hired a private attorney, you know, like, for example, take the Innocence Project, I'm just taking a big organization, um, that wouldn't be for a juvenile, but you know what I'm saying, like, you have to get someone who petitions the court. The court doesn't do anything wow. without someone asking them. So as a judge, wow. I don't do that. I'm not an advocate. I'm, I'm actually I'm neutral, right? I'm impartial. But my point is, if if I I um, definitely would have compassion and want to listen, and definitely if anyone petitioned um, something that came across my desk from one of these children who got sent to the for-profit prison for that judge who's now, I believe he was just sentenced to 20 years. I mean, yeah, so of course, if someone was petitioning one of those people, I mean, I would make sure that it was thoroughly investigated and make sure that, um, you know, if there's any impropriety oh. on how that person ended up in that for-profit you know, a placement, knowing it was lying in the pocket of the judge, of course I, I'm not going to be turn a blind eye to it. I would make sure no. any wrong is, is righted, you know. Um, but, again, I can't initiate that process. 
No, that's the sadness of that. That's I heard what you just said. That's the sadness of this whole thing. And I hear city council. I hear what you're saying. But this is the whole thing where, like you said, you have your hands tied. Uh, city council has to make legislation. But here we found a person that was wrong. So why can't someone advocate without the parents getting involved? You said the DA's office. But why would they do that? Are they going to get paid for doing that by taxpayer dollars? So like the Innocence Project is for the people that go into prison. Yes, but it takes so long for them to get out. And do they, do they ever get paid for after they get out? Do they ever get paid like after they've been in, they took their whole life away? So now who who they going to sue? Like this is a, this is a very serious this is a very serious thing. I hear the different things with towards candidates, but we got a lot of work to do, a lot of work to do because some things just don't make common sense to me. You have to even I go agree. after. Let's make common sense. I'm I'm not into the law. You a lawyer? You know more than I know, but. It just doesn't make common sense. You are found guilty of doing this stuff. So now all those folks, get them out, find out what happened, and, and just review it. Who gotta, why you got to go through the whole thing? Of, I'm stopped. <laughs> I'm stopped. We're getting some passion here. But um, that's one issue. And then, the, then also the child support issue is a really, really passionate issue as well because I lived that experience. I'm sure that many people can talk about that and attest to that. So for um, the record, I want to get you to just finish up. Give us your following, your um, everything again. Um, callers, you you still have time. As a matter of fact, I have one more caller that didn't get in yet to get them in. Um, that's DJ Chill. Um, what caller got in? I think we have two calls actually to get in before you guys get off the line. If you can hang in there a little bit longer. Um, okay, two callers yet. So let's get the first caller on. Mr. Um, on point. I don't know who it is. Welcome caller. This is DJ Philly Joy. Who I have the pleasure of speaking to tonight? Welcome, caller. DJ, sir. Mr. Automatic, you said, I thought you said, okay. Who's on? Oh, I thought you were saying that charismatic. I saw charismatic in the door. Welcome. Welcome to the line. This is DJ Philly Joy on Point Radio. We have a um, DJ Chill on the line. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, welcome. What? The candidates that are on the line tonight for office. Who am I speaking to so I can, I want to play, I want to play. Who am I speaking to so I know I'm speaking to for the radio audience that just came into the radio show and don't even know what's going on. Welcome to Joyce Hope. You definitely got served. Who am I speaking to so I know exactly who I'm speaking to because this is a birthday gift. Bobby, you want to give you who you are? Yes, this is uh, Obona Hagens. I'm a candidate for city council at large uh, in Philadelphia. My uh, ballot number is uh, five eight to make Philly great. Five eight love over hate. I have an environmental platform that involves um, expanding the recycling uh, that happens in Philadelphia to be able to create jobs. I also have um, education reform and um, I've been a, I was a teacher for nine years at Dobbins High School at the request of uh, my principal who called to ask me to come back to teach. I did. We created award-winning students that have gone on to be architects, nurses. Um, so uh, the reason I want to run for council is because I feel that I can transfer the skills that I've had over the last 30 years as a teacher and as a, a act, activist to uh, help the city and to make Philly great. 
Hi, and I'm Janine. I'm loving that. What the heck? 58 is great. <laughs> Wait a minute. Let's keep it going. <laughs> Part two. <laughs> Hi, I'm Janine Mamasso, Judicial Candidate for Court of Common Pleas. My button number is 22. Catch 22. You know what to do. Vote for Janine Mamasso to bring some much-needed diversity and change for our people from the bench. Thank you. <laughs> so you play. So you know what? I'm so happy right now that I get a chance. Because I didn't know if I was going to get a chance, but God made a chance. So people out there that's listening, y'all got a chance. I'm going to be ignorant. If y'all don't vote this year, don't get mad next year. Because by that time, it'll be 2020. And it's going to be funny. Even your money. Your money going to be funny money, and you're going to be mad. Because you didn't vote the right person in. Now, you got a 58 and 22. Don't it sound like you're playing football? You're on the right team. This is not a dream. This is not a segment. This is just a principle. And everything's being said to you is nothing but you so help me. Look, if y'all can't figure out who y'all know, don't sit there and say, oh, I couldn't vote. And the voting daggone thing is right downstairs of your building or around the corner from your house. And you too lazy to walk around and vote because everybody told you not to. Then you look at the TV and say, Dad, that's who won? By a millimeter of a second? So take that time. Or don't complain. Back to y'all, right? <laughs> Ooh, wait. I'm so happy that y'all officially came out to play with everybody because what y'all been saying tonight, and Danny, you already know. Because when I met you, you already know it was that singing a song. Because I ain't know. I just had to make up a song about voting, and you just happened to be on the ground. So God says to me, now this is everybody else, I don't take things like everything happens for a reason no more. I say, you know what, this is deliberate. <laughs> but you got to put the good things in deliberacy. Because if you don't, you take the bad thing and make the whole apple messed up, the whole bunch. But this seems like a really good bunch. And everything that y'all saying right now, I'm really praying that they remember the numbers 58, 22. You can be great. Or you can catch up, too. Now, if you can say really good, too, right? Set, catch. Now you in. So I'm going to tell y'all now, right? Because I'm going to make this official. Y'all already won. I just want to make sure y'all remember my name. When you get inside, <laughs> my baby, I just. <laughs> 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 no, but this is true. I'm going to keep open. Uh, I'm lying. I'm sorry. Yes, I am. What do you have to say, bro? Yo, I needed that. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you, man. I'm about to go sing that right now. Funny. So you know I'm on a whole nother page. I'm about to go to a live band and sing. And I don't know what I'm going to say, but now I got something to say. I'm going to be deliberate. <laughs> Wait a minute. I'm just going to do it. Now, if y'all want to see what I did, when Janie made up a song for a go on YouTube at number two, Two Will of God. But I'm going to get everything all out. I love what I'm hearing tonight, even though I caught late. But God made it great so I could be here right now. Y'all cannot stop what y'all doing. Get ready for the new blessing that's going to become like the blessings of Abraham and all the good things that's up in one. It has to. Why wouldn't it? I mean, if anybody else says no, 
then I call them a label hater. You got to label them. Put a, hater, put a H on the head. Hi. <laughs> I see you. I see you. And then you can know where they at. So then you go to the other side of the street. Go to the other side of the street. Because they ain't ready yet. By the time they get ready, it might be too late. So, hey, God bless y'all. Please, no matter what happens and who turns the other side of the cheek, try to destroy you or whatever, man, remember, you're making a statement. You're born again leaders because God says so. Figure that one out. Y'all gonna follow me though on Thelbrands. I gotta get this out because I know we gotta hurry up because Joey like this bull crazy. <laughs> I love to have fun, y'all. But find me on Thelbrands at um call our day one four three three four one pound. You push one again in the show every Thursday night. Um, my next topic is um I'm getting a by chance just to talk because I just sometimes do things that don't make sense and people. Don't understand. I don't care. It helps. But my next topic is, um, and maybe y'all can come on and talk and give us some information. But my topic is, can your head handle information, or is information too much for you, for you to handle? I now will be asking and telling certain individuals that just might call in to explain themselves. Straight up. <laughs> and I found some very interesting, knowledgeable stories that still has me shook. And I also allow you, the callers, to acknowledge me on our all-point listening audience with your questions or answers. So this gives it an open forum. No, so everybody can speak because I found knowledge out here. But one of the best knowledges that I got right this second is if you don't vote, you can't explain yourself. So God bless y'all, man. Hey, awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for that. Uh, Obama, Obama said he needed that. That's awesome. And then I know that you guys have appearances coming up, too. You want to share um, some of your last words? I know you got to get ready to get moving. So um, some appearances that you're going to be doing through the course of this week so we can um, keep you po- keep posted, the people posted. Um, I know that Sid Booker's the 17th. I think that's this Friday, if I'm not mistaken. Or that, let me see, what's this? Yeah, this Friday. Something going on there with all the different council people being there. But what do you have going on, uh, Abana, and give us your following as well. We'll get Janine to do hers. Oh, I oh man, what I, <laughs> what I have <laughs> going on, I'm, I'm going out in the streets and I'm going to obtain these 50,000 handshakes and Give out all these palm cards and get the different people on the team ready for E-Day. Looking for volunteers. You know, anybody want to volunteer on the campaign? Uh, 484-540-5430. 5-8 to make fully great. Uh, Share share this this, um, audio. Uh, Make sure everybody gets it. If you want real change in Philadelphia, Vote for five eight. That's right. Love over hate. That's love over hate. Love over hate. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Don't forget that. I think we got one more one more caller on the line too. Janine, you want to give yours too? We got this next caller. We'll come up with some questions on for like one more caller to come in. Janine, you got okay. problems? You what things you want to do this week? You got places you're going to be going? Oh sure. Um, I definitely want to 
encourage um, anyone who's interested in keeping up with me to follow me on social media. That's on Instagram at Janine for Judge, J-A-N-I-N-E-F-O-R, Judge, at Janine for Judge on Instagram and at Janine for Judge on Facebook. It's Janine Mamaso for Court of Common Pleas. And um, I have a fundraiser coming up on Saturday, the Saturday, September 18th. It's at Circles Lounge. It is um, going to be a fantastic time. Lots of yummy food, fun music, <laughs> and it's a great kickoff, um, you know, heading into just a few days before the election. So if anyone um, would love to join us, um, at Circles Lounge this Saturday? Uh, on this Saturday, the 18th. It is 4 p.m. to 8 p.m. And um, it's $15, so nice and affordable. And, um, mm-hmm. again, Circles is at 4800 North Broad Street. So that will be a great way to come and, and meet. Um, other than that, between now and then, again, if you follow me on social media, You'll see where I'm going um, because I will go to multiple places in the night. Um, so please wow. uh, check out there. And I, I hope I would wow. love to run into any of your listeners. So thanks so much for your support. Thank you so much. I know that um, you are a, fa- a family woman. So it's how, to, how do you balance the, the family life as well as the, what you're doing right now in the business? It's a lot to contend with and still, you know, keep things running smoothly. That's every woman's dream. But sometimes we think, oh, i got to take care of my family and family first by the time. But how do you manage your time? You must be a good time manager. Oh, my goodness. Well, I can tell you, you know, being uh, running for office right now, this is a very special particular time, a pressure cooker. Mm-hmm. So this is this is abnormal, right? So this is abnormal, and I'm just be for anyone running for office. I mean, you're 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 just not home. You're not home. You're not. It's just not possible. Um, but that being said, um, on a normal day, you know, um, it's it's hard because especially um when you're a quote unquote working mom, which I hate mm-hmm. because no one. There's other things a working dad, right? They're just dads. Mm-hmm. But, nope. <laughs> but working mom is like that little extra like layer to it. Um, yep. You know, if you're a mom who cares and if you're a mom who's really interested in making sure your kids are, the, you know, being taken care of, you know, emotionally and psychologically as well as, well as physically, it's hard. I, I don't know what mother who works outside the home walks around and says, I've got it perfect, you know, it's perfect. Mm-hmm. I'm an awesome career woman. I'm the superstar mom. Like, no, mm-hmm. we're always like, oh, my goodness. Did he say green sprinkles on those cupcakes? I bought red. Oh, God. You know, we're all doing that stuff. You know what I mean? It's like, where's your library book? I, you know, I dropped my kid off at school the other day, pulled away. You know, he, you know, goes to school a little ways away. I look in the back seat. There was his lunch. You know, it's oh, no. <laughs> we do these things. So, listen, I, I, I certainly, if you're looking for me to tell you how I'm doing it all, I'm like, child, am I? I don't know. What I'm doing is, <laughs> what, what I'm doing 
is um, being present with my children absolutely I um, when I can, and I get affirmations um, because when I open the door and it's like, you know, Lady Gaga has walked in, I mean, the reception <laughs> I received from my family, it, it's, there's no better feeling, okay? Um, they kiss me. Yeah. My five-year-old, I have a five-year-old and an eight-year-old, two boys. Um, my five-year-old thinks I'm a legit princess. Like, he thinks oh. I'm actually a princess, okay? So, you know, all he wants to do is, like, kiss my mom, and she's a princess, and let's dance. Like, you know, life is so simple, oh. and joy is, is so easily found for little kids. And when, in those moments, you know, um, they definitely I'm, – I'm probably guilty of turning them into the worst mama's boys this side of heaven. But <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> I don't care because yeah. I, I work so much and, and with the campaign. Um, so when I do spend time with them, I know I'm making mama's boys, but I don't care. They think I'm you the best love. thing since life bread, and they can, mm-hmm. they're free to think that. I don't correct them. And, <laughs> and That's all um, right. it makes me feel very <laughs> Exactly. And it makes me feel right. good because I know that all that I'm doing to show them, they can be whatever they want. Um, do not let anything stop them. It's exactly what I'm doing, overcoming adversities, overcoming those things. I want to be an example to my kids that they are unstoppable if that's what they want to be. And at the end of the day, they just give me kisses. So I, get, I think I'm doing oh. okay. You have a good support a good support team, a good support system at home. That's a, that's a blessing. So I thank you for all yes. you're doing. And that's a sacrifice as well. So I want to thank you guys for coming on tonight, and thank you for all that you're doing, um, all that you're going to do. And I'm, I'm definitely looking out the campaign for you guys. I'm looking out there to get more people to come on board and hear this uh, over and over again, to hear the uh, interview. They can get out there and vote, too, as well for you. So that's a blessing. So thank you, thank you thank again. You so much. We, have, we have one last caller. I don't know if he's still on the line. I got a little message here. Um, welcome, caller. If you're still there, we can get your question in before. Our candidates get off the line. Are you there? Welcome, caller. DJ Fully Joy. Nope. Oh, okay. All right. Caller, you're live. Caller, you're live. Excuse me, caller. You're live. Okay. Mr. On Point, you want to give um, your last remarks and last words for the following? I think the caller just might have hung up. No, the caller is still there. They're, they're unmuted. Still there. They're just, they, might, they must have this themselves muted. Um, oh. But uh, I just want to say um, blessings. I don't believe in luck, but blessings to both candidates. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me, that they, you know, become victorious. Come the 21st, I know I'll definitely be out there at the polls to, to cast my votes. Um, if I don't vote for nobody else, believe you me, you too will get my vote. Um, so that being said, man, people out there in Radio Land, thank you for tuning in as well. Uh, if you want to listen to my show, my show comes on Sunday night here on Point Radio. It's called Straight Talk, where I give you raw and uncut, uh, like it or leave it, conversation and topics. So again, tune in Sunday nights, 9 p.m. to 11 p.m. Uh, to Straight Talk here on Point Radio. My call ID is one four three one three three pounds. Wow, that's awesome. Thank you. And we have Ms. T. It's clean. So on the line, we'll get Ms. T in to give you a following. And to have your last remarks and last words. Yep, Ms. T, you're on. 
have your last remarks and last yeah. words for our candidate, okay? Yes, I'm still here. I'm just saying um, I enjoyed the show. It was very informative, enlightening. Salute to both candidates. Um, you all can find me on Friday nights at 9 Eastern at the Poetry Palace radio show. Um, my ID number is 144814. You'll hear spoken words from me and other artists. Uh, so for music selections, dropped by our DJ Silly Joy, open mic for um, all, including guest speakers of inspiration, black business, entrepreneurs, health, and awareness. So check that out, too. One love to you all. Oh. All right. All right. We have Obona, Paul Higgins, running for city councilman at large, and he has a great, yes. great campaign. We have we have you. So thank you again for coming on. And you want, you want to give your follow no that problem. number? No problem. I have your number. It's 484 540 5430. You guys will go, go online. You can yep. also Google him online and definitely please vote for him because he's definitely a man for the people, for the disenfranchised that are out here, people that are fighting for the poor and on the streets with the people. So, please, people, just get out there, learn more about him. You can Google him online and get out there and vote. All right? And thank you again for coming on. All right. Thank you. So much. Thank you. All right. And then. And Thank Janine, you. we got you too as well. You're following. Got you on. Uh, people get online too. Um, Janine for Judge. And she gave you her following too as well. Instagram and also um, Facebook. Janine, thank you again for coming on, for fighting for the people, for being out there, for getting out to, to re- represent on the judicial court of comment, please. Did I say it right? And thank you for getting <laughs> here. I appreciate you so much. Thank you so much, Queen, DJ Philly Joy. Um, Thank you for giving us a platform. Um, It's just so wonderful um, that you gave us the opportunity to reach more people. And I thank you for your support. I thank you for your prayers. I thank you for your vote. Let's go. Yes. Yes, go. Let's go. (laughs) 22. 22, you know what to do. Catch 22. You know what to do. (laughs) I love it. I love it. I love to hear you laugh. I love your laughter. I love your personality. And definitely, oh. you got my, got my vote. You got my vote. Because you're, you're real people. Definitely real people. So thank you again. Thanks. People, this is, thank you. This is DJ Felice Joy on tonight. You have our candidates that were on. Please listen to the replay. Please listen to this. I'm going to put it on Facebook for the rest of the week. So you guys can get on there and on social media and talk about some of my friends, those I come in contact with through the course of this week and hopefully make my contacts as well to get these candidates in office. We need them. We need them desperately. And you want to know talk about what's going on out here? Let's get this track in. No tracks tonight, just that one track and then the closing track, and we are on. We are done. But I thank you so, so much, people, for calling in tonight. Here we go. All right. What?
Tonight's show was May the 14th, and it's from 9 p.m. to 11 p.m. I'm fully joined in Joyce Hope on All Point Radio. And that's how you can listen to the show again. So I'm glad I found that out. So people, keep it together. But India Ivy has a way she wants us to do is get it together. After you heard all this, let's get it together and definitely get our votes in and keep things moving. <laughs> all right. I love you guys. Come back next week on Joyce Hope. Thank you.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.